The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen now. Oh, hi. I didn't see you come in. I'm Brandon from the Better Band Podcast. Of course you know me. But do you know our guests? I've prepared a couple of uh, outtakes. Before I talk to the people for each episode, I, you know, talk to them a little bit, get to know them, especially if they come on the first time. Otherwise, you know, I just kind of chit-chat and uh, catch up with them. And I thought I'd uh, save a couple of those uh, scraps from the cutting room floor and uh, put them up for you guys. I thought it was kind of interesting, and so, hey, maybe you will too. So hope you enjoy my own little uh, lost dogs here. Fun times, man. I wonder how many shows you and I have actually been at the same show. Because you've been to San Diego, right? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, I've been to uh, a couple San Diego's. Um, I was at that one, and then I think two thousand. Mm-hmm. Wait, you were at ninety five? No. That's um... Were you? Mm. No. Um. What was that one? Ninety? No, the um, the one that the for the poster from that was. 98 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. ninety eight. Oh yeah, duh, poster. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I like every time I walk in my room because I have it right above my um my light switch. I'm like, this is real life. Like I re- this is really hanging in my room. <laughs> like you have no idea how much I've been freaking out over that thing. And my kids are like, yeah, mom, you usually find a way to get what you want. And I'm like, but not with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 22 years, you guys. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. So yeah, you were there 98 and 2000. So yeah, we were at those shows in vegas did you do the whole 2000 run like did you do um no because that was they only they added dates for that one and so i got all the dates that were available at that time and it was like four dates spread out between two weeks and then they added a bunch of dates in between really yeah so the ones that i that i went to were vegas San Diego, San Bernardino. I was just going to ask if you did San Bernardino. (laughs) I was, okay, I was at Cal State San Bernardino that year, and that was literally the one year I lived anywhere besides where I am now and next door. Um, I lived literally across the freeway and down a little bit from the venue, and my friends had come in from like Santa Ana and Fullerton, and then my other friend came up from San Diego, and like we were all just hanging out at my apartment, and I'm like, you guys, we don't even have to get on the freeway to go see Pearl Jam right now. <laughs> like for all of the treks that we had been doing, like I just felt like I was like the most badass person on the planet. Like, I mean, come on, it's fucking Devore. It's in the middle of crazy town. Like that's not really something to be super proud of. But for me, that was like a little notch in my belt. I'm like, I'm just going to drive over the road here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so cool. So yeah, they did. Oh, so you didn't do L.A. Didn't they add the Greek theater that year, I believe? Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah and did. then um, what was it? Mountain View. Yeah, the first time I had done a non-bridge school Mountain View show was in 2003. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do Mountain View, but I had a bunch of friends that would start up at Mountain View and then, you know, follow them down the coast and then over to Phoenix and end at Phoenix. Yeah, and then and then 2003 saw that whole 
that whole the... run, that whole week of shows. So then that five <gasps> no shows in that one week. Yeah. That's what we did too. Five shows in six <laughs> nights. We, I swear to God, we did. Okay. So we did June 1st at um, Shoreline yep. and then went down and did both Irvine nights and then um, spent the night, <laughs> spent the night outside of the San Diego sports arena. The one night that we had off from that run. Um, and actually got to go in the sports arena at two o'clock in the morning, which was crazy. And then did the San Diego show and then uh, ended it with Vegas. Yep. That's crazy. How <laughs> fun is that? That was a good fucking run, man. That was that was the height of everything right there. For I know me. it was awesome that walking into that first Irvine show and then they were just handing out the tickets like, oh, here, here, here. It's like, what? Oh, for the next do? night, right? Yeah. Or it's what? like, oh. Yeah. Hey, I guess we're uh, we're staying here. We're sleeping uh sleeping outside. <laughs> yeah, we we had tickets to that first night and then um the dude that I was dating at the time and his roommate, one of them had won tickets to the second night. So we were in the mm -hmm. lawn. But that first night um cuz this was before Ed was handing out tambourines like they were, you know, pretty yeah. candy. Do you remember when he threw that tamarine like way like he sailed it mm -hmm. like way out to the back? Yeah, the dude that I was with is the guy that caught that. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was a that's a story and a half too. That was <laughs> crazy. I mean, like jumping a split second before everybody else and just like grabbing it and then like fell into the seats in front of us and then people are like piling on him like trying to like rip it out of his hands but he has like his arms crossed around his chest he's like yeah, head yeah. down in the seats and i'm like pulling people off of him like some female hulk or something and i'm all <laughs> get off him i was like screaming it was funny because later he's all yeah it was crazy because all of a sudden like the devil just starts yelling at people get off him i'm all yeah that was me <laughs> i was being a little protective right there but no that was a uh, that was crazy that whole run oh my gosh oh can i go back <laughs> please <laughs> let's just go relive it all even if we can't change anything let's just let's go do it again <laughs> oh yeah, man and then uh 2006 i just went to uh vegas and san francisco okay i think it was yeah. like bill graham i think is where it was in san francisco but that was like two weeks well they did a couple nights at bill graham didn't they yeah they did yeah i think they did they did one after that they did the next night because my friend that i met uh at pearl jam in 98 um well scott and calvin but calvin moved up to san francisco and i know that he went to those shows the dude that caught the tambourine and irvine in 2003 was up at that show but that year um is the year i had my son my first kid and uh i had a may 1st and the avocado album came out may 2nd but my friend that caught the tambourine actually went to a, a midnight release in san diego and drove it the 100 miles that and the new tool record at the time um 10,000 days drove it up to the hospital and like <laughs> got there at one or two in the morning and like gave me the new pearl jam and tool record and met my son it was pretty cool so like within it was like two months and a couple days is when the Pearl Jam tour was. And I remember my mom being like, you're not going to any of those shows, are you? And I was like, well, 
I'm kind of doing San Diego and both LA's and she's like what like she would she hit she to this day refuses to watch my kids so I can go to a concert and I'm like <laughs> wow really like it's been a whole lot of years man so I had to like take my baby to my friend Janelle's house and like she watched him for three days but I was like I need this like life was <laughs> in a weird spot but yeah I was at those shows san diego so it seems like you caught one part of the state run and i got the second the baton was passed <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then uh, 2000... uh 2013 was the last show i went to i went to uh oakland okay that's crazy because that's the last show that i've been to also was in um, oh really yeah it was in san diego in 2013 and i had plans and tickets actually to take the kids up to um seattle for the safeco shows actually the second one which was the better in my opinion and you know real life happened and they started school the day before that show and that also happened to be my mom's birthday so i was like i guess i have to be the adult and like sell my tickets <laughs> and not take my kids to their first pearl jam concert in seattle and i just was sitting at home watching it on periscope that i had it like running through my tv and i'm like sitting on the couch just like mind blown but also heartbroken at every single song i'm like oh my god we're mm -hmm. supposed to be there right now uh, it was very it was very sad very sad so yeah it's been a long time this is the longest time i've ever gone without seeing them since they ever started yeah and it's absolutely unacceptable <laughs> i am not a fan of it at all <laughs> oh no agreed yeah so once yeah, these shows then, roll around yeah because they just did because then after that it's just been like east coast and then like the baseball right stadiums and stuff and whatever different countries well and then in 2016 they did like the southern run kind of because that's you know they did the the Greenville show where they got verses and then my friend Charlie that I met through a Pearl Jam message board he lives in Texas he was doing a bunch of shows I remember watching um I want to say it was Miami or Fort Lauderdale one of the shows on Periscope and I was like texting him I'm like is this the night you're behind the stage and he texted back and he's <laughs> like yes and I'm like oh my god I can see you wave your arms and so like he has no clue what he's waving his arms for but he's I could see him on my tv waving his arms I'm sitting on my couch like hi Charlie <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the little things that make me really happy <laughs> but I wish I could have gone to some of those shows but you know it just doesn't always work out isn't always in the cards yeah so this year hopefully sooner than later yeah i think i think it's kind of better too when they're touring with the new album so that way you kind of get a, a mix-up of some of the songs and it's not just sort of the same like kind of greatest hits sort of right right and i think it. and i think they're more invested in the playing too like you know yeah. i don't I don't want to go on the record saying they've ever phoned anything in, but you know, there have been some shows that I think have been less, I don't know, more intoxicated and less inspired. And I think that when you have a new <laughs> record and when you have, when you have new songs that you want to present, you know, you're kind of more emotionally invested in it. 
So I and in Vegas, they usually you seem to have a good blend of being intoxicated and uh, inspired that's, or whatever. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. No, that's exactly what you said. That's what I said, intoxicated and inspired. <laughs> San Diego. San Diego can get a little off the intoxication rails, but it's always like mm-hmm. a, it's always like a fun it's like a fun drunk Ed. Like you don't mm-hmm. really get like the angry drunk Ed at San Diego because the family element. I don't know. It's I'm telling you, there's a San Diego magic. I was trying to tell Randy that. I'm like, no, no yeah, you guys, no, yeah. there's a there's a San Diego thing. I'm telling you, it's worth yeah, it. I remember that that first show I went to. I think it was at the sports arena in 2000. I think so. Yeah. No, ninety eight was at no, ninety eight um, or ninety eight was Cox at um, Arena or yeah, it was at San Diego State, which used to be Cox Arena. Now it's Viejas. I think I've seen them more there than any other venue. Yeah, because um, I was I was real close for that one. Yeah, on the floor, probably like I don't know, like ten rows back or something like that. But it was I, just like real shut close. the fuck up! I was just gonna say. <laughs> Me and my boyfriend at the time were row 10. I remember that. And then in 2000, I remember getting like row four or five or six, like something super close. But yeah, we were like 10 rows back Mike's side. I have pictures from that show. What if we were like seat neighbors, dude? Oh, I kinda... row five. You were row five? Than... Yeah. You have your tickets? I'm looking at my... Yeah, I have my tickets out. So oh I, can... my God. I have them for reference. I'm, I, I'm doing a podcast. I'm... Uh, well, now I, I want to go my get my little Tupperware. <laughs> so, shit. I know I wasn't row five for that one. I know we were row ten for that one. I'm really when did you get, get into, the, uh, into the fan club? Um, In 96? 95, 96? What was the first... Uh, single you got from them oh lord i honestly have no idea because the okay i dated a dude uh, last two years of high school first two years of college we were good friends all before that like we were pearl jam friends um so within the four years of us dating we would just go to record stores and like you know find olympic platinum and find all the all the everything's i don't i remember getting the vitology health club box Mm-hmm. That had like the no code stamp. I don't know if that was the first thing okay. I got, but it had the no code stamp, the little red mosquito transfers, the Jack Irons flip book. So, you know, it actually might have not been till late 96. Okay. Yeah. That was, that, that was before I joined up. I was Cause... number 161, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 I'm 16 something or whatever, too. Dude, I guarantee we've sat next to each other at a show. I can just feel it in my like. I really want to get my Tupperware that has all my concert tickets in it. Uh, I guarantee you, we've been close. That's funny. Ah, oh, yeah, West Coast talking to West Coast people. It's good, good times. Not like those people on the East Coast. No. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with the oh, East nothing. Coast people? No, nothing. It's just most, most, like most of the people that I'm talking to are uh, are like you know. East Coast or oh, Chicago. Yeah, they don't have the shows sort of in common. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, oh yeah, I went to blah 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 the show in the show. So like, oh, saw like 40 shows or something like that. It's like, oh my gosh. It's like, oh yeah, well, you know, if you live in one place and it's like 
you know, maybe like a three hour drive, you can go to all these different places or whatever. And... Exactly. We haven't had any left coast love in a while. So yeah, no, it is, it is fun to like share, share commonalities. Cause I mean, I have my usual group of people I get to talk to, but it's never all like the joy of discovery. Like, Oh my God, we've been at the same shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> A good way to spend quarantine, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. What um what do you do for work? I am a special education teacher. I teach students with um uh, moderate to severe disabilities at a middle mm-hmm. school in town. Uh funny thing actually, a lot of the reason why I didn't want to leave my small town is because I've been a part of the school district since nineteen eighty three straight. Like mm-hmm. since I started kindergarten and then I graduated from high school and then immediately started working at the high school as an avid tutor and then substitute teacher and then student teacher and then real teacher. Like I've never left since 84. I'm like, yes, this is my town. Damn it. I'm going to stay and make it suck less. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it, it took me a while to realize what I wanted to do teaching wise, but I was in third grade when my teacher was doing math, something or other. And she's like, and you do this and you do this and you do this. And then I raised my hand and I'm like, can't you just do this? And then blah, 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 that. And she tried it out. She's like, yeah, you can. And I just was like, (laughs) this is what I'm supposed to do. I see complicated things in a simple way and I can explain it. Like, I just, yeah, I had that epiphany. I mean, I don't know how old you are and third grade like eight so yeah i never looked back and then it was actually um the bridge school shows the first bridge school i went to was in 99 and um you know i've always had a heart for people with disabilities and you know my dad has a really bad stutter and so you know i just i've always been sensitive to people's differences um and that first year that i had gone to bridge um ed was talking about um, Maricor, this girl that was a graduate of the bridge school and how she just graduated UC Davis. And I'm looking at her adorable smile and she's like rocking back and forth in her wheelchair and kind of like drooling. And I, it like was the first time it even occurred to me, like, holy shit, their brains work, but their bodies don't. And of course that's not mm-hmm. the case for every, every person with disabilities or impairments, but it had never, you know, I had never thought to think about it. And that mm-hmm. just kind of changed my direction. And then, you know, three degrees and three credentials later, I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be in the classroom. And I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I love cool. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It is the most bizarre, exhausting, rewarding, amazing, not normal job. <laughs> <laughs> that you could ever have in the school district and i love it love it it's the best what about you what do you do besides oh, I'm, this <laughs> i'm a i'm a i'm a grunt manual labor it's pretty much been what i've been doing for forever had a big had a big long uh uh stretch working at uh barnes and noble okay for a long time it was a uh kind of worked my way up and was music manager for a couple of years. Ooh, so I fun. got to see all the music come in and it's like, Oh yeah. Oh, we need to get this in. We need to order this in. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But then they, then they got rid of the music manager position in the company 
And that was like right before they started carrying vinyl. Oh <laughs> so my like, gosh. Oh, You're all, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could have had it all. It was within arm's reach. Yeah. So now you uh... now you grunt physical labor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just uh, like you build I, shit, you what do you do? No, it's just like warehouse stuff, just carry stuff. Oh. Yeah. I, okay. I was working in a in a book warehouse. Then for a, for a while after that, that um, did work for um, school districts and libraries and stuff. So they would order the books and then we would put the plastic covers and you oh, know, okay. whatever else in them and ship them out. And now I'm uh, doing work for a company that takes uh, computers and e-waste and then um, takes it to recycling plants or um fixes them up so that they can be resold or um you okay. know reused and stuff like that so it's a real environmental mission sort of company sort of thing and i was like oh well, hey that's that sounds good. real cool yeah. yeah so see it's not just grunt work there's well no but i'm i'm, I'm lifting <laughs> i'm finding the computers and all this stuff and lifting them up and it's like okay put them in the boxes gotta ship them out well wipe every, them off every job is important don't, oh, no, no, yeah. don't ever look at it like, oh, I'm just doing this now. You're probably doing more for the planet what you're doing now than what you could have been doing with vinyl records at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yeah, but that's just more fun. <laughs> uh, that's true. That and, is true. <laughs> and I had a discount. So yes. that, that, that was the, uh, the hardest thing to lose. <laughs> You're all, can I still? <laughs> you got to, you got to make friends with people there. Yeah. Oh, I have, but you know, but, but then I've also known people who've gotten fired for, you know, oh. their, uh, the, uh, the abuse of employee discounts and their stuff. So it's kind of like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not that, I'm not that hard up to where I'm going to risk somebody else's job. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. But, uh, I think I worked retail like nine days, everything else in my entire history of employment has been somehow related to kids and education and the nine days i worked retail i was like it was the worst it was the worst nine days of my life and it was right yeah. before school was starting and it was at mervin's i don't know if you remember mervin's it was kind of like oh, the, yeah. the coals of the time oh my god i hated it i had the worst anxiety because that's just not my jam so um like all these single moms or moms with a million kids would like come in and getting their back to school clothes and i would just look them mm -hmm. in the eye i'm like are you planning on returning any of this and they're like well i mean no and i'm like are you going to return any of this? <laughs> and then she'd look at me, I'm like, no. And then I'd give everybody my employee discount. <laughs> and I'm sure that that would have got me fired had I not quit first. But uh, yeah, that wasn't probably the best move. <laughs> Sorry, Mervins. <laughs> you clearly don't exist anymore anyways, but <laughs> you know, I'm in it for the people, not the company. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, fun times. This is fun. Oh, what else? Yeah. What else? Let's talk. <laughs> I've oh. been stuck in the house for two weeks with my children, <laughs> oh, which yeah. is great. But I'm like, ooh, a, conver a conversation. I like no, this. No, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's been, it's, um, I don't know, because like all this like kind of just like started like three weeks ago. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Kinda? Yeah. It's so like, all, like. 
it was yeah, so East like all the Coast people starting. Been... Was it? Because I remember, no, I, I, uh, maybe. I don't know. Because I know like Seattle was like, I think one of like the first ones that was kind of like, whoa. And then, you know. Yeah, I do remember when, um, when Ed or somebody, had, I think it was Ed, had put out like, no, seriously, you guys, like our kids' schools are closed. And I think it was on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And, you know, I was still teaching at that point. And I'm like, get out. Are you serious? Like, this really can't be bad. And then one of my best friends lives in New York City. And he was like, I'm packing up. Like, I'm getting the fuck out. Like, I, this is going to get bad. And I don't want to be here when it does. So he ended up going up to um, to Connecticut. And he's been healthy and everything. But I was just like, really? Come on. Seriously? And then that was the end. Like, the 13th was the last day that I taught. We were supposed to come back for another week. Um, and then have our two weeks of spring break, which I'm currently mm-hmm. on right now. But yeah, the last the last day I was at work was the 13th. It's just like that fast. Everything shut down just so abruptly. So what is that? I think for me, it's about two weeks ago. But yeah, everything was kind of starting three, three ago. But it's it's escalated quickly. The Ed talks with uh, doing distance learning stuff, figuring that out, or and like, how would you? Because <laughs> your yes, that's your the real discipline question. isn't that <clears throat> no I think, uh, structured for that. No, mine isn't. It's very very interesting because I've always said like I am in the last the last corner of education where I can truly teach the whole the whole child and do it Mm -hmm. creatively and do it on the fly. And I, I'm don't have all of these standards and content and assessments and all this crap shoved down my throat. Like, you know, perform, 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 or your job's on the line. Like I don't have that, but that is also going to make this so much more difficult, um, to do distance wise. And so, um, the, executive director of student services for my district he used to be my principal for years and years and um well I I never was close with them or knew him but he's been a family friend forever so you know he gets me in my quirkiness and my how I don't live anywhere near a box of normalcy I don't think inside of it I don't function inside of it and you know he lets me do my thing which is nice but I was talking to him about it and I'm like well we have so many students that like have a one-on-one aid support and Mm -hmm. it's there for a reason and so how are we going to provide that over the internet like we have i have my basic structure and my skeleton of my day and how things go and um so i was like i could totally go to my classroom and do like a youtube video every day just like walking through the morning routine like showing projected what we're doing in our news to you curriculum setting a timer and doing two minute math like i have a basic script i could follow but aside from that like i don't i don't know how to provide hand over hand for my students that struggle to even you know grasp a writing utensil i don't i don't know how to provide that social redirection for my kiddos with you know no filter on their mouths and a million questions or 
you know, I don't know how to do that remotely. I can give yeah. them, I can give them the work that we always do and I can be as present as possible without actually being not present. There, right. Right. My, that's at least half of it, right? Oh, absolutely. Probably, and yeah. especially for my kiddos too, like a gigantic piece of their education is the socialization and not even just socialization with each other in the classroom, but with their non-disabled peers. And I'm like, I can't, I can't provide that. I can't help them navigate that. I can't, I don't know how to prepare them for that when we're all isolated, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's not going to be the same. I'm, I'm really, really hoping that we get to go back to school safely um, before the end of the school year. I don't know if that'll happen or not, but you know, I have like four kids that I've had for three, a couple of them, four years and they're going to the high school next year. So I'm like, I'm not ready to just not see them anymore. You know, mm -hmm. I don't, oh, it's just bizarre. Like my, my class, well, my kids in my class have always been my kids. Like even Cam and Soph, my literal children, they're always like, oh, mommy has to go teach her other kids now. <laughs> and it's like, they are, they're my family. Yeah. We we operate as a class family. Like I get to teach with my best friends. I have four of the most incredible instructional aides, one of which I've known since 1990. Like we graduated high school together. <laughs> like we're literal best friends. So cool. yeah, it's it's weird not being there and it's it's weird thinking of how we can provide anything even remotely close to what we usually do synthetically, you know? Yeah gonna be weird i don't know because i don't want to just be oh here's worksheets so that we can tick a box and say we did something that's that's not what i want to do but i don't want to you know i have also a lot of kids that have severe medical conditions you know i've had mm -hmm. even actually one of my instructional aides was born with a congenital heart thing and like i definitely don't want to kill anybody i mean i know that's extreme but i don't I don't want anybody hurt or sick. Yeah. But I miss them. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> eh. But we'll see what distance learning looks like for students with moderate to severe disabilities. I'll yeah. keep you I'll keep you posted if it works out or not. <laughs> <laughs> I can check in and be like, oh my God, it's sunk. <laughs> or I can be like, oh my God, I found this thing that was amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, my my that's I when I was you know going to school and everything like that that's what I wanted to do I wanted to to teach and like just like most of my friends have ended up being teachers and stuff like that but when I got to the part of uh observing classes and being like kind of a teacher at aid sort of mm -hmm. thing for my requirements or whatever like that like I just that's what I figured out that i couldn't do it it's just too too much anxiety i just couldn't be in really? front of people and you know i'd been i'd been um in plays and in bands and just been, done a bunch of performance stuff which you know was no problem no no stage fright or anything but then when it was getting in front of kids it was just kind of like uh really? like 
again, it was in, you know, it was, it was high school. So I was probably, yeah, I was just going like, to say, was it like a certain age that got to you or you just, you only wanted to teach high school? Um, no, yeah, I did. But it's, it's like, is it like just stuff that, you know, kind of, if, if I would have tried to, you know, get treatment for and stuff like that, mm. get on some kind of medication probably would have been fine and everything like that. But it just, you know, didn't do well, that. And then how so old are you? If you to, don't mind me asking. So, um, I'm 40. So, yeah. okay. So yeah, we're the same, same age. age yeah, totally. Yeah. So right. I, as a grown up, have figured out how terrible of anxiety I had oh my god most of my life like looking back like being in a calm peaceful place now I'm like how did nobody see it like it's so obvious to the casual observer like I should have been on something especially junior high high school times but it just it wasn't things weren't the same back then people didn't see it our parents weren't necessarily even looking to see it and so mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I can I can totally relate with anxiety, just throwing the pause button on everything and being like, haha, nope. <laughs> but and it's different too when you're in a band or when you're in um, you know, drama or whatever. Like you're you get to play a part. But when you're a teacher, it's like, ah shit, I have nothing I can hide behind. I can't really pretend to be somebody else. This is just, you know, who we are. Does that make sense? Are you gone? Oh my gosh, you're gone. Hello. <laughs> is this still going to record? That'd be kind of crazy if I could just talk the whole time. Well, I don't know if you can hear this. Or if in the future you'll be able to hear this. But I just emailed you. And I said, I lost you. <laughs> I hope your anxiety has not gotten the best of you in this moment. Because that was kind of shitty to be talking about anxiety and then you were gone. Like, I don't know if you have access to this recording. Does this record on my end too? Is that what I'm looking at? I don't even know what's going on. I feel like I was just catching up with an old friend for 46 minutes and 46 seconds. Ooh, that's exactly what it was when I said it too. We didn't even start talking about Tremor Christ yet. Yeah, as long as it, you know, shows up on there. And as long as you keep your internet. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. That was so crazy, man. I was like, where did you go? Yeah, and it was, I was able to get the, um, oops, I was able to get the, uh, the recording and everything so I, I i loaded up and saw i was like yeah yours was like an hour or something or whatever it's like oh crap i was like leaving you messages like, at the minutes. end yeah. <laughs> so I haven't, had, I haven't had a chance to listen to it's it it's okay i'm just kind of rambling <laughs> i'm like narrating the email that i'm sending you as i'm sending i don't know it just i got a little loopy <laughs> that's <right>. was fun <laughs> um so maybe we should just get into it then. So <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> can can uh, beat the timer. I don't know if there's if there's a a limit 
I know, right? They're all... <laughs> My computer just says, like, ah, you're done. I'm going to be done. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> well, we're like best friends now because we talked for an hour last time. So we know we know oh, each yeah. other. We go way back. Way back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back to all those Pearl Jam concerts we were, uh, yeah, went that to, two... quote, unquote, Dude, together. that 2003 <laughs> run was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it really was though <laughs> no yeah yeah <laughs> oh man yeah that that um that was also let me see i went with um the drummer that i used to be in a band with and like right the next day after the uh the last concert that vegas concert we had a show to play and so it was just straight from oh, there to to going to a gig so that was uh we were just like yeah we're like real rock stars hell yeah yeah so you had like a, a six six shows and seven day run then huh instead yeah. of five shows and six days like me yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's cool very cool um yeah so let me write this okay let me think um yeah i'm gonna 100 percent follow your lead on all this so yeah no, no that's fine and then so if I I'm start to ramble, you... then just, just cut me off. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's just okay. Just more for me to edit, okay, I guess. <laughs> As you could tell if you've listened to other episodes, how much I <laughs> go off track with with people and everything. This could be a long episode. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Uh, so I'm gonna ask you about how you started listening to Pearl Jam and stuff like that. Okay, my origin story. I say that I Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I say that is when did you first hear of Pearl Jam? Just because a, another podcast I listened to is said it like that and so I was like, I'm going to rip that off cuz it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um let me think. And that's pretty much it. That's the only like structured part of it that I that I do except like the end I don't know if um you have any social media or projects or anything like that to plug or anything nope if not yeah so you can just kind of just be nice to everybody skip over that yeah, yeah. that's yeah when, <laughs> that's uh, my um... social project make life make life <laughs> suck less for those around you no, yeah, most definitely. There's, uh, <clears throat> starting starting in my um, when it gets to the no code songs, um, that's like what I'm asking everybody at the end instead of asking for plugs and stuff like that. It's like asking uh, what's something you think other people should do for, you know? Oh, I love what's that. What's somebody should do for somebody else to just kind of try to make the world better? Oh, and I love that. Spread kindness and stuff. So that's. So Beautiful. if you want to come on for one of those songs, then you can uh, <laughs> sign up as that. soon as we're done here. <laughs> uh, I might just do yeah, that. So I got, I, yeah, I got a lot of those done, but you know, there's some. We got the kind of the weird stuff left well, over. Well, yeah, and that's why it's like, what are we gonna talk about? I don't know what to talk about for it. So we'll see how this goes, and then if I'm all about it, and I'm like, yeah, I'll talk about bizarre shit. Why not? No, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, like I did an episode about I Davanita and <laughs> yes, that's true. 
That's always weird stuff. I could try. I could sometimes think of things. I, I make notes. Yeah. You know, I, I think of things. I have my notes. My page of notes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got like half a page. Yeah, I. I <laughs> but it's from a space. composition notebook, so it's even smaller than a regular, oh, uh, you know, eight and a half by eleven. <laughs> it's wide rule too. It's not college rule, so <laughs> we'll make it work. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Um, it reminds me actually of Memento. I don't know if you've seen the movie Memento. Oh, of course. Okay, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it and should see this, it. This uh, twenty-five-year-old movie or however long it's been. You know, there's a <laughs> lot of people that haven't seen it that I'm shocked. No, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? How? What? So, like, at the end when he chooses to forget that he's killed John G. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my god, I totally resonate with that. I shouldn't. That's sad. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's. That's this song. Like, what are you going to do? Well, is it the end of the movie or the beginning of the movie? Oh. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the first time we watched it, um, me and uh, some friends of mine, actually the Josh that brought me the Vitology record to school from earlier, we were watching it and we got to the end and we all just mm-hmm. looked at each other. We're all what and we started the whole movie over i think we did that with usual suspects too like both of those like they were such plot twists at the end we're like start it again did you not know at the end when you were watching memento that it was sort of like backwards no we when you started watching it we, or? we caught it but then you know there's like the color moments that are going backwards but then there's the black and white moments that are going forwards in fact i feel like i saw I don't know, YouTube or something where someone like sequenced the movie. Right. And I think mm-hmm. I tried to watch it and I was like, Nope, <laughs> you got, yeah. you have to, you have to see it all disjointed because that's like a simulation of what's happening in his head anyway. So you, you need that. What the fuck is happening element at all times. But no, I, I caught that it was going backwards. But did you, did you know that before you started watching it? No, so I remember I, like people would talk a bit like, you know, I waited, you know, a year or whatever before I started watching it or before I finally watched it. And that was the thing. It's like, oh, it's the movie's backwards. It's backwards. No, I try to go into as much stuff blind as possible because I'm very, I'm very prone to the power of suggestion and just like yeah, yeah. adopting other people's viewpoints. Um, I haven't even talked to anybody about um, Gigaton yet because I'm still just like you know, letting my cement dry on, on the whole thing. But, mm-hmm. um, concerts too. I go on blackout for 30 days before shows. No, I, I try to not watch anything. If trailers, it drives my kids absolutely bonkers. If there's a movie that's coming <laughs> out and like a trailer comes on, I like plug my ears and close my eyes and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Tell me when it's over. Cause I don't want to know anything. You know, I just, I improv like something and they're like, it's over mom. Okay. But I I knew nothing going into that except that it was a really good movie and really mm-hmm. intense and I had to pay attention. It wasn't a fall asleep on the couch movie. Yeah, normally I think I'll watch like all the trailers for movies except for the Star Wars movies where I'm just like I'll watch the first like teaser and then I won't watch anything else. Why just the first teaser? Um, just because it's like they'll you know. Just to be kind of like, oh, wow, cool. But then, like, not anything else that'll show, like, actual plot or anything like that. Or, you know, there might be scenes or sections that, like, aren't really in the movie. And I don't want to be like, oh, I want to wait till I see that part. Or see, that's why I go like on that. 
that's exactly why I go on blackout before concerts. Like for 30 days before a show, I am not allowed to read up on the set lists. I'm not mm-hmm. allowed to, I'm not allowed to do anything. In fact, in that 2003 run that, mm-hmm. that we did <laughs> back in 2003, <laughs> um, the dude I was dating then, Chris, he, um, he still followed everything, but he totally respected my blackout. And he was just hoping that we were going to get, um, the slowed down Patriot on Mm -hmm. our, on our tour. And so, so, oh, and they, they had pulled something else. Shit. I don't remember what song it was, but they had pulled something else out of like, you know, forever ago. And he, he did a really good job of keeping that all secret for me. And it was at that Irvine show when he started playing Patriot and he like did this sweeping hand motion. Like, this is what I've been saving for you. And I was like, Mm -hmm. and I, I yelled, thank you. (laughs) And then Ed yelled, thank, no, thank you back. But that wasn't to me. It was to someone else and getting the bootleg ruined that. But whatever else, shit, I cannot remember what else they pulled out of whatever. We'll, we'll just call it Sonic Reducer. I don't think it was. But so Chris had spent this entire time keeping from me the fact that they were playing Sonic Reducer. And then we went and picked up Josh Wilkes, the one I used to get bootlegs with. We went and picked him up and he's like, yeah, Debbie, what do you think about Sonic Reducer? Chris was like, motherfucker! Like, I spent <laughs> how many months keeping that from her? We pick you up and you just ruin it. That was like right before the um, Shoreline show. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. But no, what you explained is exactly, exactly blackout for me. Because you don't want to be like, oh, I hope I get, you know, the new Jeremy. Or I hope I, or when am I going to see this thing that I thought I was going to see? Like, I don't, I don't want disappointment. I want even the song yeah, the, that's we, been the, played out exciting. Right. The reworked garden. Yes. I think exactly. they did. I think that was the tour that they were doing that. Yeah. Where they did that a couple of times. Um, so do you, do you not listen to the albums from the band you're going to see before you go to a show nope. or something? Nope, or, nothing. Okay. I don't read interviews. I don't, I don't listen to them. I don't talk about them. It was funny because um, me and my daughter were supposed to be seeing Billie Eilish tomorrow, actually. Mm-hmm. And a month ago, a song came on the radio and she was like, no. And she changed it. She's like 12. <laughs> and I was like, yes, my girl absorbed my blackout. And then it was like a couple days after that, that everything was getting um, pushed off. And she's all, well, I guess we can listen to Billie Eilish again, huh? I'm all, yep. <laughs> like she was mad that she was able to listen to her again. Yeah. But yeah, I would I would have been on Pearl Jam Blackout right now. I wouldn't have been able to record this podcast. I would oh have been like, gosh. I can't listen to the song. I can't do a podcast about a song. No, it's funny. I, I actually changed on my calendar. Um I wrote Oh yeah, I wrote next week. Not, huh? Uh-huh. I wrote not before everything. So tomorrow says not Billie Eilish. And then three shows the next week say not Pearl Jam, not Pearl mm-hmm. Jam, not Pearl Jam. I was like, I can't bring myself to erase it. <sighs> I'll just rewrite it whenever they happen. Uh, let's end this on a downer, I guess. No! Let's, we gotta find, no, we gotta find a positive. <laughs> no, that's it. I can, I can edit all that out. <laughs> That was fun, wasn't it? If you'd like to hear more Better Band B-Sides, just make a one-time contribution at ko-fi.com slash b-r-a-n-d-e-n-p. 
or email me a screenshot of a donation you've made to a charity this year. All the money I've been collecting from Kofi during this pandemic has been directly going to the Food Bank of Northern Nevada, along with a little padding from my own wallet, because it's not like people are giving me doughboy money or anything. Thanks again to you, the people that listen, share social media posts, leave reviews on iTunes, recommend me to your friends and other Pearl Jam fans, and uh, those of you that have come on the podcast to talk to me mostly about Pearl Jam. If you'd like to be a guest yourself, send me an email at betterbandpod at gmail.com. I'm always looking for new people and new points of view. Don't be frightened. Can't be said enough, but again, thank you. And thanks again to Deborah McMurtry for bearing with the technical difficulties you heard. And as always, this is Brandon saying, smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>